You're listening to VNF Podcast, where we integrate actionable interventions, intuitive therapy tools, mindfulness, and technology for today's modern mental health therapist. Each week, we take a closer look at a niche population as it relates to our monthly theme. Each episode is pre-recorded as part of a live continuing education lecture with online CEUs available at mytherapies.org slash BNF. I'm your host, April Neff, LMSW, and private practice therapist. Welcome to today's episode of BNF. Hello again, and welcome to episode five of the BNF podcast. Today, we're going to visit this month's theme, anxiety, as it pertains to expecting parents. This is such an important topic to me as a three-time mom, which is why I spent so much time reviewing the content. Before we dive right in, let's review how independent study and podcasting works. This is the first episode for the month, so completion of all four weeks listening will award CEs for the time and duration if you are just listening to the podcast. The KSBSRB has confirmed they will award CEs in increments of the quarter of the hour, or 0.25, 0 0.5, 0 0.75, and 1.0 based on duration. Respectively, that would be 15, 30, 45, and 60 minutes. Merely add the date of the podcast, the title, and time listened to your spreadsheet for full credit or to accumulate your first 10 CEs without purchase. If you so choose, certificates and post-tests are available every month for the nominee fee for the post-test listened to on the blog at the end of the month. www.mytherapies.org forward slash BNF. This is for those who prefer to keep all those post-test certificates and if you enjoy these podcasts, Go ahead, please support us by purchasing your CE credit. That should cover all the directions and disclaimers, so moving on. First, we need to talk about diagnosis and rule out. Within the DSM-5, it's important to note there are several potential rule outs with anxiety. For the purpose of this podcast, we're just specifically discussing generalized anxiety disorder, F41.1, or 99.34, other mental disorder complicating pregnancy, unspecified trimester, because you have to know which semester you're in, um, trimester you're in with uh, whichever coding you're going to use, as coding for medical disorders or specified anxiety disorder due to medical condition, F06.4. If you Google anxiety and pregnancy, you are going to see 364 million results in 0 0.0 seconds. This is obviously a very real and very concerning problem. You see, anxiety fuels and feeds itself. It's a living and breathing thing. And when you focus on it, it tends to grow exponentially. So merely becoming a Google doctor when you're struggling, you know what that means, right? You get onto Google and suddenly you just keep on falling into the WebMD hole of all these different symptoms. Anyways, it's the worst idea when you're having anxious thoughts. If you weren't having symptoms before, you absolutely will now. So, do you do know what exponentially means by chance? It's increasing by the power of 10, which is a pretty accurate way to think about anxiety. Thought spirals grow and funnel quickly. And the irony is the more focus and attention that you give these thoughts, called ruminating thoughts at this point for symptomology, the more they compound. So thinking for a moment, what decreases something exponentially? It's not, as you would likely believe, always going to be fact-checking it. 
Our brains are miraculous things and providing a debate with them and they will create other disasters in their wake. So what can we do? What's more important than an anxiety? What's more powerful than an anxiety tornado? That is a really excellent question and something that I really want to deep dive into today. When you are manufacturing another human being, there's a lot of chemicals in the mix. There are neurotransmitters, there are hormones, they're firing all over the place. And we're especially vulnerable to what I call thought funnels. What I'm getting at is here we need to first address what's in our control and accepting what we can do and what is happening in front of us. Initially, I always ask myself with what is today in this moment happening? That usually grounds you because a lot of times when we're lost in those thought funnels, the only thing we can't do is focus on one single thing. So I always begin every session by grounding a person. And I believe it's irresponsible to do otherwise. To not actually have a way to bring them in that moment could risk further traumatizing them. We're not in the business of doing harm. We're in the business of helping. So if you're not beginning with grounding techniques, I strongly encourage you to put that on your list of things that you're going to start researching today. So this is where grounding comes in. We have to anchor ourselves in the moment we are in before we can begin deeper work of addressing the concerning thoughts that seem to be controlling our lives. So let's look what happens in the office. What does this look like? When an adult comes into my office who has anxiety and has a life transition of expecting a child, usually the mother, there are a whole lot of other things to factor. First, there's the fact that it is already a lot of stress involved in planning for a life change where you're going to be the primary caregiver, potentially. That can even be a major transition, even in a planned pregnancy. A lot of times, surprise pregnancies, we have less than nine months to work with, right? But a planned pregnancy, we could have a year's worth of planning. And yet at the same time, we don't know exactly when we're going to get started. In the case of new fathers, you may not be expecting to be primary caregiver. You can be. In my household, my husband is the primary caregiver but you will be transitioning to a new role as a father or adding another child. This is not the primary complaint in my experience. Actually, families come to me and the concern will be on the primary relationship or something more somatic in nature, such as depression, anxious thoughts, struggles, maybe they're feeling isolated, or maybe they're just struggling to focus on anything outside of their, their new child. When clients come in, they've often been referred by their primary OB or physician to address symptoms or panic or personal issues that have been unresolved and are manifesting through the pregnancy. After completing an intake, we begin to see where the issues arrive. Create a list of triggers and incidents that bring on anxious thoughts or symptoms and rate them in terms of their power and concern. From there, we begin our work and treatment and move on to interventions. We're going to take a break right now and look at our sponsorships. We want to thank Anchor for being our sponsor this month. So welcome back. We're looking at our interventions now with mothers who are expecting and early parents. Interventions. So our main interest here with expecting moms is listening to where they are at. I know this is so cliche and so expected working with social workers. I mean, it's one of our principles, right? Is always starting where our clients are. But the truth of the matter is, is that we go into this with a plan and often we're obstructed in some way by our planning and we don't actually start where they are. 
So it's okay. I'm giving you permission here and in this moment to trash can that plant because there's a very real possibility that it has nothing to do with the fires that are currently going on in your client's life. And even if they are, even if we are able to build upon a pattern, the truth of the matter is, is that you will not have your client's focus or their attention while they're still ruminating over something unrelated to whatever wonderful strategies you were going to teach them today. So looking at our job, we're actively listening. We're tracking where we're at as the new occurrences of panic, anxiety need to be noted. And also we have to put in the use of previous skills and tools. We need to see if the tools that we've already given our clients are actively going to work for them or if they're really, they're just not effective. They're not real. They're not physical. They're not something that they're taking with them. So this week I've seen a bump in threads concerning homework. The big fear is how do we address the lack of homework completed in a week without bringing on some shame? The best answer I've had is reassessing. We always have assessment, but do you think about assessment? It's a living, breathing contract. It goes on, it changes. First, if it's not completed, is the client ready for the homework? Can we step back for a moment and break down the objective a little bit more and see what will actually work, what can actually be committed to. That takes away one part of it. But the other part that I found is, is that it's easily forgotten. It's almost like a catharsis. You come in and you word vomit all the things that are bothering you and you feel a sense of safety and healing because you got it out, right? Like it's no longer ruminating inside your head. But that can be so traumatic in itself that Nothing is remembered afterwards. So me expecting the homework to be remembered. Again, that's why the grounding at the beginning and the grounding at the ending is so important because if somebody's still dysregulated, then they're not learning. But so I see all of that process and I see exactly how homework is forgotten. So looking back, reassessing is definitely part of figuring out where they're at, what they can handle, and whether or not the objectives are clear enough or manageable enough to happen in the seven to 14 days that they have actually got to live their life. The 167 other hours they have to live their life outside of working with you. Secondly, doing something the first time is always the scariest. So I always try to do the homework. Have you ever had a teacher that makes you do your homework in class? And then there really is no objective. You literally have to complete the homework before you leave so it gets done. And the first time you do it, all the questions, all the strangeness, all the things that don't work come up. So you're able to move forward from there. That's what I want to see happening in my office is if the homework didn't get done, let's do it. We're already grounded. We're not dysregulated. We're thinking clearly and we're going to sit together. And then all the 30 something odd questions that come up while you're looking at a worksheet or you're practicing some sort of new skill and we're processing it together. All of that that's coming up for you, it's not so scary. A lot of times our behaviors can be seen like movie scripts where what we want to do We don't have the right script or the script that we're using isn't working for us because we're not getting what we want. So when we have homework, we need to think of these as scripts for a person to actually complete a task in a way that benefits them because what they're doing isn't working or they wouldn't be in your office. So we're going to be doing something new and something different. Another suggestion, 
Oh, right, by my amazing clinical supervisor, Joette Finnery of Lawrence, Kansas, is to complete these anchor cards. They are basic index cards where the skill is written down in shorthand for future use as a transitional object for the client to take with them. And at the bottom, the skill is cut down even further with an anchor word to bring the skill to mind as needed. For instance, the safe place intervention, where you build up and design and craft a safe place for a client to attend to when they're overwhelmed is then attached to a simple word to be stated and restated to bring the safe place back to them. This is not a unique intervention in and of itself. It's been used in hypnotherapy interventions, ACT, EMDR, and many, many others. The thing I think is most interesting about this intervention is the use of the cards to practice and anchor the activity in two different ways. The use of cards as transitional objects and the connection of a single word to the tool to practice with. Using these three different reminders coupled with practice in session when a client forgets her homework, I believe increases her success threefold. This does interestingly bring up thoughts on increasing the usage of our tools as a way to show they're working. In my experience as a younger therapist, again, in this age, we engage more and more with our smartphones than with any other device. Isn't it interesting? I'm going to have a soapbox minute here because I'm, I'm just reflecting what's coming up for me. That one of the Apple updates actually tells me on average how many hours I've been on my device every day. As a psychotherapist and as a millennial, I will admit that my phone time is alarming when you put it in those terms. I also recognize the benefit of being able to communicate effortlessly in my field. I see social workers go months without engaging beyond Facebook and sometimes feel more alone than not in my own office. It's just too easy to look online and miss the people around me. With gaming, now a recognized addiction by the World Health Organization, can we all stand to ask and answer ourselves in this moment? What is my relationship with my phone? Is it healthy? Does it serve me? For me, am I getting more comfortable charging my phone in another room and sleeping through the night? Accepting that not all of my notifications are urgent or need to be responded to at late hours. And the boundaries, they really do matter. When my phone takes the place of my immediate family or causes strife between me and my spouse, when I don't put it away or when I'm at home, it's time to practice what I practice. My iPhone is a tool. I am not. I am in the right place when I can remember that we are not totally connected. Moving on from there to introducing technology. This week we have just a few points on integrating technology. And this all includes increasing interpersonal skills as well as when we are expecting, we tend to increase time with family and friends and we still feel quite isolated as our identity as one person is in flux with the new life. Again, using apps could include searching out new mom and finding your own tribe on Facebook or other social media apps. Essentially, you're looking for others in your area going through the same life transition. This can include Facebook groups, which are totally easy to find. Just type in new mom plus your location into the search bar. 
That's the one with the little question kind of looks like a micro glass. Anyways, there's also connecting apps like Meetup and Instagram to find groups that are regularly meeting up based on location. I would encourage both tactile in real life meetups as well as having more value than online friendships at this time. Just for the neuroscience boost that backs up the enrichment of meeting up face to face and breaking routine to connect provides a more satisfying experience. Neurotypical moms report, however, that the engagement that self can be overwhelming, such as getting ready, showering, and going and meeting up with a friend. So meeting up via Skype, Zoom, having a glass of non-alcoholic beverage, as long as it's a daily interaction or at best, it's an increase in what you're currently feeling as far as isolation, it still has value. Even if it's not the same, it still has value. Secondly, I like to take an assessment of self-care and devote some time in session to actively engaging and creating a list of self-care activities that we can complete that don't overtax us. Our identities take a strong shift as our pregnancies gain traction. We struggle with doing things we used to do completely with ease. It never ceases to astound me that women in labor have their toenails painted, which in my mind should be an Olympic event. Finally, engaging in as many bonding activities with dad before the baby comes or other paternal figures if dad's unavailable. Appreciating this shift in our lives that's about to begin is also part of recognizing how our lives change as both a grief process and a celebration. You're losing a bit of yourself and you're definitely going to change drastically when you have a child in your life. You're going to be go from being the center of your life and planning to shifting dramatically and lull yourself out of the mourning of your individual self into a new state of motherhood should be recognized and celebrated for what it is. Shifting now to the end of our show, I want to tell you that I appreciate you joining me today and I look forward to interacting on Instagram, Facebook, at my therapies, or through the hashtags Topeka Therapist where I strive to respond to every post. Thank you for joining us. Are you interested in meeting with us live? This last month, we released ah, our first book in the Geek Therapist series, Mana Up, with our 12 best interventions for working with teens engaging in the language of objects of their affinity. Included in our workbook is our best interventions with comic books and superheroes, as well as short documentation suggestions and a chart checklist for easy tracking. It really pleases me for the first time to announce our book release launch party on December 6, 2019 at Sparkworks 907 North Kansas Avenue. Our new self-help book, Don't Fuck With Me, I'm Grounded, Set Boundaries, Gain Confidence, and Level Up Your Life Like a Therapist will be available for purchase. Would you like our favorite exercises for leveling up your life? Join us for the author signing at 5.30 p.m. in the party afterwards. I hope to see you there live and in person. Until then, please remember, whenever things get you overwhelmed, you're not alone in this work. And yes, you are enough. Goodbye, my friends. See you next week. Thanks so much for joining us on BNF Podcast. Check out this week's blog post for relevant links, resources, and homework. If this podcast helps you or your clients continue to share our work with colleagues and consider purchasing CEUs at mytherapies.org slash BNF. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this space with us. Always remember, you are enough. See you next week.